0: Blog Talk Radio. It's Sunday evening and welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Your hosts for tonight's show are Robert Brining and Jeremy Dunn. They'll be taking your calls and speaking on the topic of the week. You're encouraged to call in and share some of your life experiences with us. The number to call is 347-215-9442. That number again is Three four seven two one five ninety four forty two. Welcome to Pause I Am Radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome
1: to Pause I Am Radio. I am your host, Robert Brining, this evening joined by Jeremy Dunn. Jeremy, how are you? I'm Pete. Hey, Jeremy, how are you doing?
0: I'm okay. Hey, great, great. Yay, yay.
1: That's, a, that's a welcome. How are you doing?
0: I'm fine. You're all squeaky tonight. Yeah,
1: I'm in a good mood. I don't know why. I just had a great weekend. Um, me and Joe spent a lot of time together, and it was just fun. It was a lot of fun.
0: Oh yeah, what'd you do? Yeah. We uh,
1: uh, he had a speaking engagement at the Mind Body Spirit Expo here in Edison, New Jersey, and um, his uh, event was on Friday evening. And then Saturday, uh, we went and um, Lisa Williams was there, so we went and she had a reception, so we went there and hung out with her for a little bit. And we actually got to um, also meet Deepak Chopra, which is kind of cool. Um, and, and it was just very cool. It was like a very cool... Wasn't he relaxing... Jack? No, Deepak Chopra is not dead, no.
0: Oh, I thought he was.
1: No, 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 no. But what's really cool is there's this guy there named uh, Brasso, and he's like really famously like internationally known. He's a, He's a gazer. And, and, you know, you pay eight bucks and, like, these people crowd and there's, like, 200 people in the room. And he stares out and he gazes at you. And it's supposed to bring, like, a lot of healing. And a lot of people, like, come from all over to see him because supposedly there's been some sort of, like, healing that he has done. He doesn't claim to be a healer. He just comes up and he does this, you know, this staring, gazing at you. And people come with photos of their loved ones. And it was very interesting. It was a very different weekend that, you know, me and Joe don't get to do it a lot of you know like that so it was kind of
0: fun
1: Hmm. i enjoyed myself
0: Hmm. and and that's not like creepy when somebody like just stares at you
1: well no he's up on a podium staring out at like 200 people so it was uh it was very different
0: so but but what makes it different what what makes him so thrilling
1: I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Is it something about him that the energy that he gives off when he's gazing at you? But you know, people have claimed a lot of different things that he's done. He doesn't claim to be anything but somebody who offers love and energy. So it was just really cool. If people want to check it out, they can go to Brasso.net dot net and check it out. Uh, there's a link on the Facebook page. But anyway, so okay. any
0: who, how well, are I you? Would, that would creep me out. <laughs> somebody just staring at me. Well, he's had to you. 200
1: people in the room.
0: Well, I don't care. I'd still call the cops. That's funny. I would say, hey, there's this weird dude. He's staring at me. (laughs) He keeps staring. Oh, I must do something for people. He's still looking at me. (laughs) So how was your week? Oh, my God. My week has been crazy. Oh. Tomorrow I'm on an airplane to go to Colorado. I'm there till Thursday, and then I come home. Oh. Uh, it sounds it, like fun. Oh golly, I wish it were. It's all business.
1: Oh well.
0: Yeah, that happens. Did
1: you see the new um, the new makeover that Blog Talk Radio did to the show? The no. and everything. And if people are, are are joining us, and you're, you're used to. You know, visiting us every week, you'll notice that the page is kind of different now. They did some sort of big upgrade for the profiles, and now there's, like, interchangeable photos. So it's very more interactive. Um, and it's, I think it's a little bit easier to find the live episode where people were a little bit confused of where the live episode was. So now people will find it. It's just – it's really cool. So I'm sure people out there are checking it out. So anyway yeah, – I haven't um, looked
0: there yet.
1: No, yeah, no. I'm sure people out there are noticing who are in the chat room. I'm really excited about tonight's guest, actually. Who? Um you're excited uh, about who tonight's guest?
0: And who is tonight's guest? Oh,
1: it's it's the lovely Kathy Robinson Pickett. I met her actually. We connected on Twitter. The power of these social networking sites are really cool. And we connected on Twitter. Um, you know, she is HIV positive, and she runs a uh, a podcast um, for women in general. I believe it's it's really geared towards women, and it's called Straight Talk with Kathy. And she talks about very off-the-wall, taboo topics that women don't really talk too much about, like domestic violence and, you know, HIV-AIDS and prevention and sex and and all different things. And and she's just a powerful woman. I met her. She was actually the first person, one of the first people that I met when I got off the the flight to go to the uh, Positive Living Conference in Fort Walton. When I got off, I met Butch, the guy who runs conference and organized everything and then she was there with the, the gentleman who was holding the sign who was you know, there to pick me up and you know it was just really cool because like i immediately like fell in love with who she was because she was just so open and so and so you know loving and it was, she was just really cool she's really cool i love her she's awesome and what made her cool well, it's everything, that she's able to talk about certain things. And, and her journey, when she'll come, she'll come on and uh, talk about it, but her journey is one that, um, you know, is, was, was I don't want to say, was, was a difficult journey. Everyone's journey is different, but a lot of women, you know, may have been in her shoes and went through her path and don't have anybody who has shared that part of the story to inspire them. And I think... You know, by her sharing her story as a woman, because you know how hard it is for us to find HIV-positive women that want to come on and talk. It's very difficult, and a lot of our shows seem to be geared towards the men. So, you know, I love having women come on, and her doing what she does um, is, is amazing.
0: You know, well, anyone I who does awesome. something like that. yeah. That, that's great. I mean, and <clears throat> you know, and, and you said something very interesting just now that we do have a lot of HIV positive men that come on and we talk about the men's point of view. And mm-hmm. and I think I can count on my one hand how many women we've had come on that we've talked to. And it would be nice and helpful for all of our lady listeners to have more positive women role models come on, on the show and and talk. Absolutely. So, so that's it. That's all I have to say. Okay.
1: No, I I agree with you a hundred percent because a lot of the women, you know, will reach out to uh, the team members that are women on the team like Janine and and Brandy and Jenna and, and look for help. And there's not so many people. So that's why I love having those three people. You know, on the POS-AM team, they're helping out and being able to be there for women. And, like, we just uh, launched the Ladies' Lounge, which, um, you know, they're there posting, you know, videos and and different posts about issues that women face living with HIV. And I think that's just a a great place for people to find space. And I just am thankful for those ladies who, you know, they've all come on and shared their personal stories. But it's just nice to see new women come out and and do this. And actually, Kathy's been doing it for years, so... You know, she yeah, and, She actually <laughs> called herself a dinosaur. Or she was talking about how, I, you know, when you come there, it's nice to see fresh faces and, and the next generation of, of advocates coming up, she said, and she goes, and we're a bunch of dinosaurs, you know, she was referring <laughs> to, you know, for being around for so long and doing it for so long. So she's really a crusader, somebody who, you know, has been really running out there doing what she loves, helping others
0: and, and educating people. She's not a dinosaur, please. No, not at please. all. Please. I've met plenty of dinosaurs, and she is hardly a dinosaur.
2: <laughs>
0: I've met Barney once. You've met Barney once. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, golly. So when is she calling in? Where the hell is she?
1: Uh, she'll be calling in shortly. Um, okay. on
0: hold. I just wanted to press
1: one so we know that she's ready to come on if she is on hold because I see a Skype caller.
0: Yeah. If you're on hold but, and you want to talk to us, press one.
1: Right. Uh, I know we uh, have a few people listening live on the lines, too. So um, one of the other things is now, um, for people who are listening and may not have ever heard the show before, we also have a social network that is kind of paralleled with the radio show. But if you go to com, you can check out. Um, and we just actually just, Uh, brought back the ability for people to customize their profiles, um, which was something that we had to take away for a little bit. So um, now that it's all back, uh, hopefully, you know, people can go in and make their, you know, profile themselves. So I see Kathy here is on the line, so I'm going to go ahead and please help me welcome the wonderful Kathy
0: Robinson-Pickett. Hello.
2: Hey.
1: How are you, honey?
2: I'm great. How are you guys?
0: We're peachy. Is this really Kathy or are you somebody else?
2: <laughs>
0: uh, okay, okay. Because we never know who's like like hitting one on their on their punch pad on their on their t- on their phone because it could be anybody.
2: Uh, so how do we see. know you're really so Kathy? You're just guessing. Yes. Well, I I guess you could ask me a secret question and see if i don't Okay,
0: how. okay. Um, um 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 Who is you're your high Kathy school do you- mascot? dot? <laughs>
1: Kathy, do you, do know you have what? your speakers up in the background?
2: Um no, but is it funky?
1: Yeah, it's a little, I hear a little echo.
2: Let me see if I can, it's really hard to believe this, but the internet is down where I'm at, and I've had to come to my car to even get three three bars, so.
0: <laughs> She's sitting in her car, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> i
2: sitting in my car, and I can't, there's no better way to do
0: it. No, you're
1: good, you're good. It all worked out. It all meant to be. So, so thank you for coming on and, and and chatting with us. I'm very pleased, you know, to have met you down at the conference. I had a great time meeting you. And like I was telling Jeremy, you were one of the first people I met when I got off the plane.
2: I know. I was there to pick you up. That's true.
0: Yeah, it was all awesome. randomly. <laughs> so, what was he wearing when you picked him up? I want to know. Um, he
2: had a hat on. Let's That's see. all
0: my God, you kinky that's, little boy.
2: That's, that's all I can remember. That's all I can remember.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. Kathy, that's all he could remember. Rob <laughs> was only wearing a hat when she picked him up from the airport. He was late. <laughs> he was late. That's <laughs> because he couldn't get his pants up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh. Anyway.
0: Anyway, anyway so, sorry, sorry, this is a serious show, and I'm supposed to be serious, and I'm not supposed to be joking. <laughs> I, I have no, been no. talking to about this.
1: <laughs> no, laughter is good, it heals. You know, it's good to laugh. Yeah. Um So, so Kathy, tell us a little bit, um, I guess, we'll, we'll kind of start um, when you were, I guess, diagnosed. Can you tell us a little bit of how you found out you were positive? Sure, Uh, it was
2: 1991, so picture AIDS in the South in 1991. And um, I was married and six months pregnant with my son Garrett, who's now a freshman in college, and um, a routine life insurance physical. And we, part of the physical was an HIV test, no big deal. Our doctor did the physical, did the test, and about two weeks later, I got a phone call from him, and he was a friend of mine. Um, we'd actually known each other since college, and I'd known his wife since high school, so we're really good friends. And he said, Kathy, can you and Dan have lunch with me today?" And I said, "Well, Dan's in Atlanta on business, but I'll come by and bring Lindsay, and we can go to lunch." And basically, I went my checkbook and Toe, quite sure he was going to hit me up for a donation for Save the Whales or Girl Scout cookies or whatever the charity of the week was at that time not even thinking about the physical in, you know, anyway at all. And I got there, and uh, his office was very empty, and his receptionist sent me back to the back, and I was sitting behind the desk, and he came in, and his nurse was behind him, and they were both his wife a sheet of paper, and he said, Kathy, I don't know how to tell you this, but you and Dan have eight and I have no idea where it came from. His nurse began to cry. He asked me if I had a will, then he began to cry, and they both, left me sitting in the room all alone um so that was my introduction uh, but as time will tell and obviously this is a short show but um the so long and short was that when i was a freshman in college i had been working in a store and i had been robbed and raped by three men and one of those men had actually died in jail with eight before i was ever even married but because of the law at that time um I wasn't told his status, and so went on to get married, had my daughter Lindsay, and obviously was pregnant with um, Garrett at the time, so 1991, that was, you know, a pretty scary, scary, scary thing, Um, but here I am many years later, and life goes on, and I have two very perfect children who are healthy and awesome, 19 and 20, and not infected, and um,
0: 27 years with a virus, and I'm still kicking, so can't complain.
2: We like well, it when they're kicking. <laughs> <laughs> Ticking is good. Ticking is good. Exactly.
0: Kicking is always good because when you're on the wrong side of the grass, we wouldn't be talking to you.
2: Exactly. Exactly. I feel like if I'm vertical, then things are, things are going my way, you know? <laughs>
0: here is that because i I, you know reading your background story and all of that um you were raped
2: i was raped and um left pretty much for dead um beaten pretty badly and uh you know but in 1984 AIDS didn't have a name you know no one knew what that was then and um In 1985, when they got a test for HIV, I even remember calling the health office at the college. And the woman on the other end said, Kathy, you you don't have to be concerned about that. That only happens to gay men and IV drug users. And, you know, for people listening to this show today, that sounds absolutely ludicrous. But for the ones of you that are old enough to remember, and I know a lot of your audience isn't, but for those of you that are, if you think back to what you thought in 1985, that's what everybody thought. And, um, you know, I can't change, I can't change any of that. I couldn't change it when we were diagnosed. Um, but I have at least been able to change the way people look at it now. And for me, the, the most positive thing about being positive is that, you know, I've had the last 20 years to be an activist and to, um, get into doors and get into places where other people couldn't at that time. Um, you know, and and speak and educate people and what better form for a teacher to have than to you know, to speak to several million people in their
0: lifetime. So, so it, it, i I just wanna I just wanna kinda back folks up a little bit. Okay. Um because we I know we've just jumped around a little bit. You were a history civics and um political science teacher, is that right? Yep. Okay. So when you were diagnosed as being HIV positive, what happened to you in your career?
2: Well, I wasn't teaching at the time. I had taken time off to raise my children. Um and so I wasn't gainfully employed. But once I was diagnosed it was clear that um, you know, what school system would have touched me with a ten foot pole. So my career My career took an obvious turn. You know, my life took a turn. I had always envisioned myself as, you know, I would teach school and grow old. Um, I really had never thought about anything else. My husband at the time, who's my ex-husband now, Dan, um, was an executive for an insurance company. And as soon as, within weeks of the time that I went public, and our story went public very fast, very quickly um, after we were diagnosed. Some of that kind of got out of control. I mean, we didn't have a lot of control as the story began to hit the media. Um, But anyway, within a very short time, his company um, just reorganized, basically, and let him go. And there was no laws to prevent that from happening. The Americans with Disabilities Act didn't include HIV at the time. Um, And there was just absolutely nothing to do about his job at all. And so we found ourselves jobless, with two children, and um, a diagnosis of a, a terminal disease for both of us. So it was, it was a scary first year, that's for sure. Hmm.
1: And how? And how were you? Did you have any kind of a support system when you came out?
2: Well, you know, it's it's really interesting. Um, When we were diagnosed immediately I found a support group and it was Oslin House in Jacksonville. It was mostly, almost entirely, not quite, but almost entirely gay men. Um, and they became my lifeline. I mean they totally were one hundred percent my lifeline. My ex husband that was he could he just didn't find support there. But for me those guys became my family and supported me all the way when I went public, Um, and when I, when we had to move, we moved to South Florida, where my parents were, I became very involved with an organization, uh, Positive Link, which doesn't exist anymore, but at that time was an all-white gay man organization, and they said to me, you know, we don't know what it is to be a woman, but we know what it is to live with this disease, and we'll teach you what you need to know,
0: And they really
2: absolutely positively are the reason I'm alive today. Without those men in those early days, um, I certainly wouldn't have survived. I mean, they they taught me how to do things holistically. They taught me to look for alternatives. They taught me to not dig the hole that the doctors thought I was going to be in. So they really absolutely saved my life. And that's one of the saddest things I – I have today, and and was so excited actually when I met Robert at the conference because the lack of support groups um, around the country and so many AIDS coalitions folding up. Um, that's that's sad for me, and I think ultimately is is going to cost people their lives because without that support, you don't know how to make a plan to live.
1: No, it's right because so many people go through that spiral where they would have went to that support group and been like, look, it's so easy to be like, I am not like these people.
2: Right. You know,
1: they I, I don't relate to them, especially, you know, being a, a straight male, like you said, like your ex-husband or, you know, even yourself. You know, we, we automatically can pick out what's different. And for you to do that and, and be able to accept that and move in, a, a lot of people that's like their last resort. That's when they let the walls down and they – they let it happen and look, you look what you're doing, you're doing amazing stuff now,
2: well, you know it it is true, and it was it was the begin of beginning of Dan's spiral down um not having that support for me, I'm sure somebody's gonna call in this show, so I'm gonna head that somebody off and tell you that I am a white gay man trapped in a woman's body um <laughs> you know, that's what people introduce me as um. I've married two of them so I must be somewhere along that line. But um you know, for, Oh God,
0: do we have Liza Minelli on the phone?
2: Yeah, you know, well for, for me, those those men and and almost every one of those men is gone now. You know, all, there's there's very few of them left alive. And um, you know, basically we're called the dinosaurs and in the age world you know the few of us that are are hitting that 30 year milestone you know pretty quickly we're old now um but we were all young then and you know it, it was more about being young and wanting to live to be old than anything else and um and old for me at that time i mean this is this is honest to god when we were diagnosed i was 26 and I remember getting on my hands and knees and I prayed to God, God, please let me live to be thirty as thirty started coming, I was like, "Really, I'm in a multiple of thirty sixty, ninety, any of those will do, you know, and uh i'm forty five now and and I could have never pictured that, but those guys helped me see that and and believe it even if even if I didn't really believe it, they taught me to fake it till I made it and um and I'm making it. Well, that's
0: terrific. Yeah, I'm sorry. What, what were you saying, Robert? No,
1: I think I think that I think that's great. You know that that and then you're still doing it. You know that's kind of like um, you know you were talking about the dinosaurs and all that stuff. And uh, when I speak to the the older generation who has been through all of it and continue to still talk and go out there and 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 talk to people and educate them. I think those people are the people that, you know, are really, to me, I don't call you dinosaurs. I think you guys are just amazing. People like you and Dad who continue to do it after all the years. There's so many people who have just stopped, you know what I mean, and just started living their life and to continue to still do it for such a long time is so commendable. And, and women need to know about you and your show, which is kind of what I wanted to go into next. Tell us a little bit about, first tell us about what you did in 2000 and, and this Friends Together that you uh, created.
2: Well, in 1999, um, a new person was in my life. I I got a divorce. Dan and I divorced early on. And the new person that entered my life, his name was Steve. And Steve was not HIV positive. Um, He had worked in AIDS since 1987 and was a white gay man that fell in love with me. Um, And in 1999, I was diagnosed with breast cancer on top of the HIV. In January of 2000, I had three surgeries, and I did radiation treatment for a little over a year. And at the end of that treatment, the doctor called Steve and I in. We weren't married, but we were pretty serious at the time. And the doctor called me in and and sat us down and said, listen, this is the deal. Your T-cells are under 50. Your viral load is over a million. You're glowing in the dark from radiation. This is it. You need to think about transitioning. And I said, how long do I have to transition? And he said, probably three years. And so that was the most pivotal moment of my life. Um, When we left the doctor's office that day, at at that time I was getting my care in Miami, and we were heading north on I-95 and about Fort Lauderdale, he pulled off the side of the road, turned off the initiative to explore, licked me in the face and said, what do you want to do with the rest of your life? And I can't speak for the guys listening to this show because you guys all think a little differently, but for every woman listening to this show, um, when we get in crisis mode, we get crystal balls, and my crystal ball came out and plans just started forming in my head, and the first thing I knew was I needed to marry this man. He had been asking me to get married for a long time, and I'd been saying no for a long time, um, and I needed to marry him. He loves me unconditionally, and he loved my children unconditionally, And lots of stuff started going through my brain, and about six weeks after this, we called um, 25 people that had meant the most to the work that I had done over the years and called them all to one room at Florida Southern College in Lakeland, and I said, you know, if I'm going to die, I need to leave something behind, something tangible and something that's going to change the quality of life for people living with HIV and AIDS, because Two things was had become really, really clear to me. The first thing was, when I was getting sick, I would call places and say, listen, I'm, I'm too sick to come. But here are three other people. They'll come. They'll speak. I promise they'll do a really good job. And they would say, oh, no, we are not talking about that if it's not you. And what I realized was I had traveled the world. I had spoken thousands of times, chained myself to the Capitol and been cut off by the Capitol Police. But I had never taught anybody to do what I do, and so that was important. The second thing that was the most important to me was that I would go to school, and kids would come to me and say, Kathy, I'm 16. I was born HIV positive. My mom was in jail. My daddy's dead. I live with my grandmom, and she says if I tell anybody the truth, she'll kick me out of the house. Or Kathy, my mom and dad died of AIDS, and I moved here, and nobody knows. Kathy... My brother's gay, he has AIDS, our dad won't even let him call our home. And there was just so much pain in these young people's eyes and hearts for these big speakers. So that day, my um, I guess I kind of left the story out, but Steve um, that day said, you know, we need to have camp. And my idea of camping is a hotel on the beach someplace. Um, That wasn't his idea of camping, and Camps is exactly what we do. We bring families, whatever someone's family is, gay couple, straight couples, single moms, single dad, foster families, grandmoms raising their grandchildren. We bring them to camp, and at camp, we help them get a plan to live instead of a plan to die. And we've done 32 camps. Um, we're a completely 100% volunteer organization, nobody gets paid, including me. And Away, and so we strictly run on donations and and a wing and a prayer. Um, I think the most incredible thing I can tell you is that we have 11 of our kids that were born positive that are in college today, and those are children, yeah, wow, those are children that people thought weren't going to go to middle. It needs to be a journey. And the reason I had to dye my hair the other day for
0: the first time because i got a whole bunch of gray hairs from these children lately. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yeah. I just looked in the mirror the other day, and I'm like, like my both sides of my head are coming in gray. But I'm not here to talk about me. We're here to talk about you, Kathy. <laughs> so we'll be here to talk about me later. Um, <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about your camp. Where can we find it? What goes on there, and is it clothing optional?
2: Uh, <laughs> no clothing optional. Clothing must be worn all the time. It okay. is, uh It is in Central Florida. We have camps in Avon Park. We lease an uh, uh, old Episcopal Youth camp. And um, the website for our – well, the website you can find everything I'm talking about tonight on is straighttalkwithkathy.com, and that will take you to all our different websites. But – Friendtogether.org will show you the pictures and stuff of camp. And at camp, we really work on life skills. Um, Each camp is kind of different. We have educational opportunities that everyone takes advantage of. Um, Sometimes we're focusing on advocacy. Sometimes we're focusing on grief. Sometimes we're focusing on, you know, interpersonal communication skills. There's all kinds of stuff. But then we do all the fun things you used to do at camp. Kayaking, canoeing, swimming, um, talent show. We have um massage therapists that come, we have hairdressers that come, we have um Reiki folks that come. It's it really is like going to camp when you were a kid, except you're a lot of your grown ups that come. Um and we have every age color Sexual orientation, religion you can think of. And that's what's really amazing. When we first started, people said, you know, Kathy, this person's not going to come because, or these people aren't going to come because, these people won't come because. And um, I tell you, we have Sikhs, Hindus, and Southern Baptists, we have whites, blacks, Indians, and Mexicans, we have old and we have young, and we have gay and we have straight. And we're called friends together, but the reality is that we, we've become a family, and these kids have found support systems in other families, and the parents find support systems in each other. Um, and it's really a, a one-of-a-kind place because there are a lot of camps. There are a lot of HIV camps where HIV-positive kids go. There are retreats where grown-ups go. But we believe it's about the whole family. And um, if one person person is infected, the whole family is dealing with the issue. And so we believe your family is whatever you say your family is, too. And um, that's who we want to help, and that's who we want to support. And so that's what we do.
1: I think that's awesome. awesome. And, and again, that um, website is www.friendstogether.org for info on the camp. Uh, We do have a car I want to bring on the air. So area code 904, what's your name? Where are you calling from?
0: It's Daddy Dab. How's everybody doing? Hey, Kathy. Hey,
2: Dab.
0: I just want to say, you know I think the world of you, and not only are you an inspiration for every woman out there, but regardless of gender or sexual orientation, from one old dinosaur to another, you are just an inspiration to all. Oh, Dab, I love
2: you so much.
0: And you don't even know this yet, but you have been voted our Dab the Spare's Angel for May 2011 for all you do, not Woo! only for adults, but for the children.
2: Oh, thank you, Dab. That's awesome. I love
0: you. Love you too, sweetie. Keep up the great work, and I wish you many more years of health, hope, and happiness.
2: You
1: too. You too.
0: Take care. Thanks for calling in,
2: Dad. Yay! Congratulations, Kathy. Woohoo! Dad so is one the one of Bad
0: eyes. jokes are going through my mind right now about I dinosaurs.
2: Ah. <laughs> ah! Ah! Ah!
0: <laughs> all right. You know, the gay dinosaur, the lesbian dinosaur, all that stuff. I'm not going to say it on the Adam, air, but. Uh. That's it. <laughs> I want to, though. I really want to. Oh, God.
2: Wait. You can tweet them tonight.
0: I will. I will. Ooh, yes, I'll tweet. I love tweeting.
2: <laughs> me too. Me too.
0: <laughs> so so, how does that make you feel? I mean, Kathy, you just found out that you're like Grand Poobah now. Oh, that's
2: really sweet. That, you know, I, I love Deb so much, and the work that he does is, you know, it's amazing. And I think... He truly is one of those unsung heroes. I mean, folks, folks know who he is, but they really—I don't think everybody appreciates the level of work that he does, and all over the all over the country, you know. And and the thing about someone like Dab is, it's you know, you're a you're an expert everywhere but where you live kind of thing sometimes. And yep. um, you know, I don't know that he always gets the appreciation he should get. So I'm definitely incredibly honored by that
0: well I I will tell you that you have two you're talking to two people right now who are huge fans of Dab Gardner so I mean I I worship the ground the man walks on but anyway he's not our guest you are Kathy
2: (laughs) (laughs) and and Dab
0: already knows how, how I feel about him because I have like this huge crush on him from like way back when but anyway Anyhow,
2: I'm old enough to know
0: what way back when is. <laughs> <laughs> so am I, Kathy. So am I. <laughs> uh, okay, I have a funny little story to tell, just just really quickly. I was at a lunch yesterday, um, on Friday, and um, this guy, he, we were all sitting at the same table, and. And just so everybody knows, my day job is in information technology, all right? So the guy says, in the good old days about seven years ago, and then all of us at the table look at each other and go, seven years ago, the good old days? When you talk about information technology and you say the good old days, we're talking like 1980-something when we were still using punch cards. So. As as we get older, the people who think the good old days are getting younger.
2: Exactly, exactly. Yeah,
0: it's, it it is just a frightening, frightening thing, and it just made me feel really, really old.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I the good old days. I yeah.
2: had three children in college and see how old
0: you feel then. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. God, college was... Almost twenty it's, years ago for me.
2: Yeah, well, it's um more like oh thirty years ago
0: for me, but that's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well see see Kathy, you and I could have gone to the same high school.
2: I doubt we really that. When c- did you graduate? Ninety three. I graduated in
0: eighty
2: three.
0: Oh, okay, so you're ten years older than me. That's not that I'm
2: ten years older.
0: That, that's nothing. Nothing. <laughs> that's nothing. Well, we have a, we have a caller here. So oh, we me, have another uh, bring caller. Another call- yeah, what's so
1: that? if anybody wants to call in, let me just give out the number to people, 347-215-9442, and press the number one to so we know that you want to speak with us here on the air. Um, and let me bring on area code 336. Uh, what's your name and where are you calling from?
2: Hi, my name's Susan. I'm calling from North Carolina. <laughs>
0: North and- Carolina? We're at uh, North Carolina.
2: Winston-Salem.
0: Winston-Salem? That's only just a few hours, just a, like an hour for me. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah, I'm in Charlotte.
2: Oh, okay, yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah. It's only about an hour away, yeah. Yeah, and I, I heard, heard Kathy... Winston-Salem. Yeah, like I like heard...
0: Winston-Salem.
2: It's a cool city, yeah. It
0: is a great city. It's a cute little downtown area.
2: Yeah, but Charlotte's nice, too.
0: Yeah, Charlotte's okay, but Winston-Salem is great. If anybody's okay. listening... Go to Winston Salem.
2: It's,
0: it's a fantastic little town. Anyway, I'm sorry. And Kathy
2: spoke at our college here a few years ago at Salem College, and she's a really great speaker. Yes, and I'd like Kathy to talk a little bit about um, um, college students and HIV and some of the current concerns um, that she has about about students. It's nice to hear from you, Susan. Hi. Hi. Um, you know, I'm. I'm so concerned about the apathy that we're seeing now today on college campuses. Ten years ago, um, the awareness was tenfold what it is today. You know, HIV is no longer the disease of the week. Uh, If you look this year, World AIDS Week, at the number of activities done on college campuses, it, it was hard to find them. You know, it was just, it was hard to find them when Ten years ago, even seven years ago, six years ago, you wouldn't have found a college campus. Well, okay, there would have been a few, but you wouldn't have found many college campuses that didn't do something to at least observe World AIDS, World AIDS Day. And um, that lack of awareness is certainly going to change our, our numbers even more. You know, at this point, 50% of all our non-infections in the state of Florida are under the age of 25. So if we're not reaching people in high school and college, we're gonna look at a whole another generation with this epidemic. So if you are a college student listening or a faculty member, um, the education has to continue. It just has to happen.
0: And it can't be a
2: one-time, one-hit thing either because students, as we all know, have short-term memories. And so that awareness message has to continue And it has to be something tangible. I think it's really important that it creates a message that it's something that they can't deny. And um, so as you're thinking about programming, it's really important to look at those ideas. Okay, great. Why do you think there's such an apathy? You know, I think it's just not the disease of the week anymore. I think, um, you know, we hear a lot of, I think, well, I think the cancer folks have done a really good job of getting Relay for Life and those kinds of things on college campuses. I think, um, you know, we don't see it in the news as much. We truly, if you visit a college campus and you do programming like I do, which, as, as you all know, I do a lot of programming on different college campuses, um, you know, folks think they don't know anybody with HIV. They think HIV is what happens in Africa. And it's what happens in third world countries because that's what they see in the news anymore is that we are sending money. And, and of course, you know, Friends Together does work within Tanzania and, and does, you know, that kind of stuff. But we try hard to make folks understand that that this epidemic hasn't gone away. And particularly in, in the southeastern United States where our numbers are off the charts, um, that education just has got to, pick back up and it it only takes one person on a campus to get motivated to say i'm going to do something it does you know it doesn't take an army and one person can make that difference okay hey, great thanks thanks that's for calling <laughs> all
1: right so that's awesome so um tell us now tell us um what the podcast is all about and, and what? why you started it, and tell us all about Straight Talk with Kathy, because I know that's one thing that I, I want to touch on before um, we end the show. So,
2: Absolutely. I definitely want your, your folks to know about it. Um, for the last 10 or 11 years, uh, until the last six months, I've been um, the healthy campus coordinator at Florida Southern College, which is a small liberal arts Methodist college campus um, in Lakeland, Florida. And basically, everything prevention that you wouldn't want to say on a Methodist College campus came under my job description. That would be sex, drugs, sex, alcohol, eating disorders, sex. Kind of get the point. Anyway, right. uh,
0: can we talk about so, sex a little?
2: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Let's talk sex with Kathy, kind of thing. So, Woo-hoo! Um, uh, and that's one of the programs we do. But anyway, a few years into the to programming on that campus, a couple of the kids came up with an idea that we should have what was called straight talk. And so every Thursday night, we would have straight talk with Kathy, and kids could come. I My office was out an old house, and we had a big living room with big comfy furniture, and kids could just come in, and some weeks we had a topic, um, but some weeks it was just things that they needed to be able to talk about that they needed to have a safe space to do it and to have other people to bounce their ideas or their thoughts or their fears or whatever off of, And it turned out to be just this amazing thing and actually was what kept me on campus even when I should have long left because the work with those kids just just kept me energized. And so when I had made the decision to retire, Um, and moved to South Florida because my my new husband, yes, there's husband number three. We'll talk about that in a minute. But anyway, my (laughs) new husband husband was in South Florida, so I needed to move. Um, One of my graduate students really pushed me to start the podcast because he was like, Kathy, you need to continue what you do. Folks need to be able to have something that sparks them to have the conversation. So we do a weekly podcast, and although a lot of the podcasts are around HIV, sexual orientation, and that kind of stuff, every week something different. So we have domestic violence stuff. We have bullying. This week's podcast, actually, I have a former professional baseball player, Rick on who's talking about getting cancer um, from chewing tobacco. So each week's kind of a different topic. Some of them are funny and light, and some of them are really serious and They're 15 minutes long. They're purposely that length of time because we know that young people have short attention spans, but they're also 15 minutes so that teachers and Sunday school classes and all kinds of other people can use them as a basis to start a discussion with a group. And so they're really kind of around that. So um, it's called Straight Talk with Kathy. It's in the iTunes store. You can subscribe for free or you can listen on our website at straighttalkwithkathy.com. And we have a fan page, and so I'd love for some of you to join our fan page, and that's on Facebook at Straight Talks with Kathy, and Kathy's with a C. So uh, then we're always looking for new ideas. So if you've got an idea and would like to be on the show, we would love to have you, because it's really the idea is to keep it fresh and to keep it where folks can have some tough discussions about some issues that need to be talked about.
0: Wow Wow. Yeah. you know and what's interesting is that these podcasts and like for for example our our um medium blog Talk radio um the internet has just really opened the door for um a lot of us to be able absolutely. to get our message out
2: absolutely and what a great way to to use technology to reach people um to give people access to information that they may be embarrassed to get some other way, you know. I think it's just a a really neat forum to be able to have those discussions.
0: Absolutely. And, hey, we have um, another phone call, um, and I'm going to bring them on right now. Area code 904, you're on the air with Kathy.
2: Hi, Kathy. This is Harvey in northeast Florida, Duval County. Hi. Uh, I know you talked about uh, the college situation. Uh, Dab's aware that here in Jacksonville we have a real problem among uh, the teenagers. Uh, as a right. matter of fact, in Jacksonville it's the number one killer of young uh, African Americans between the ages of 19 and 34. Absolutely. Uh, I do a lot of testing with the teenagers, and their concern is why they are not being taught anything in the schools. And I know that's a problem we have with the state. What can we do? Do you have any suggestions of how to get around the issues with the state? Absolutely I do. And and this applies to every state, not just our state. Um, but in the state of Florida, it's actually not the state. Although, don't get me started on the current administration because that's a whole other show. But um, it's actually your local school board. And The interesting thing in in our state is that each 67 counties have a different process of the way that you get into the school system. Um, Each one has a different process of approving speakers, and, you know, that's been one of the things that I've been fortunate because of my story, Um, you know, I do a lot of work in the public schools, and they invite me in and I get in in that way. Uh, Duval County is home for me. I was born in Jacksonville. Um, I I lived there off and on, and all my family is in Jacksonville. And Duval County is one school system that I haven't cracked that nut myself. Um, but the way the changes get made are parents and kids and aunts and uncles showing up at school board meetings. Now, you know, you may listen to that and say, well, what's that going to do? I'm I'm telling you, change gets made in the process when people show up and have their voice heard in a respectful and educated way and manner. And in Jacksonville, you guys have a lot of folks in the um in the school community that's very supportive of HIV. And so, you know, it's it's getting people out to those meetings when they're doing the health review committees um, and those sort of things, having people show up, having input, having say. With all that said, the state of Florida is an abstinence-based curriculum. And so you have to follow the rules if you get in, because all it takes is one person breaking a rule that then no one else is allowed to come in. And so you have to be really careful of the people you choose to, rese- to represent the cause. Do you know what I'm saying? Use the word and, and, condom. Yeah, condom is not a word that can be used, you know. And, and But it can be used if they ask you a question. And kids are going to ask you a question. So don't argue that point in your meeting. Don't, don't make that your fight because the reality is if the kids ask you a question, then you can answer it. And they're all going to ask you that question. So many people base their fight and their argument on, things that, that throw up those red flags, you don't have to worry about saying the word common because somebody's going to say it first. And as long as a kid says it first, then you can answer that question. And so you've got to be diplomatic the way you go about it and getting in. The second thing I want to say, and I think it's really, really important, and people forget about this, kids only spend eight hours in school, and lots of them don't spend eight hours in school. So a really good way to reach them is other places, and that's your explorer groups, your um, your prevention groups outside of school that are your like your dropout prevention groups, your teen pregnancy groups, your go girl groups. You've got a lot of programs, particularly in Duval County, that are targeting high-risk kids. And so they have them three or four hours a day after school hours, so if you can't reach them in the classroom, you can reach them in those programs. So again, you you make partners with other agencies in your community. And that doesn't matter where you are, what state you're in, if you're listening to this, you have to look at other ways to sometimes reach these kids. And certainly if you'd like to contact me off air, um, shoot me an email or, or shoot me a tweet, I'm I'm really happy to share other ideas with folks on how to Bridge Rose Okay, thanks,
1: Gary. All right, Harvey. Thank you for calling into the show. Good question. A bit of a yes, absolutely. I was getting a little feedback from him. Um, all right, I do. I just wanted to uh, tell you things that I'm getting out of the chat room, just because between the radio show chat room and then the chat room on pause, I am. I have a lot of uh, different comments coming in. Okay. Um uh, I have uh, – let me just get her. Nicole says, Robert, please tell Kathy for me that I admire the work she is doing and consider her a role model for women everywhere. She is truly inspiring. I have people here saying that your story um, sounds very much like theirs in the chat room. That say, I, I read that from Brandy. Um, you know, people are just loving you. Oh, well, that's wonderful.
2: Well, I'm loving them too. And I hope I'll hear from them, you know um... – Please Facebook me and if you have questions, if you're hearing this and
0: you know, I don't have internet
2: tonight for some reason where I'm staying, but I have it on my phone. Um, but if you you know, if you shoot me an email, my um my email address is straight at gmail dot com and my Twitter is Straight Talk Pod and then they can reach me through the face through Facebook as well. So, um please don't hesitate if you've got a question or a comment or concern that maybe you were scared to share on air. Um, don't hesitate to contact me.
0: So, so Kathy, um, we are actually down to our last five minutes, if you can believe that.
2: Yeah, I know. It's gone so fast.
0: I know. It's <laughs> gone quickly. So if it, if you were to sum up this last hour and the last 30-some years, what would you say to somebody who says, Kathy, I'm just now, I just found out that I was HIV positive. What do I do now? What would you say to them?
2: Well, I would say, number one, age is not a death sentence. So don't start digging your grave. Don't ever play games with your numbers in your head. Um, My T-cells have been under 50 for over seven years, okay, So don't play number games with yourself. Get help quick. Look at your alternatives. I think 90% of living with any catastrophic illness is the choice you make above your shoulders to live. And every plan isn't right for everybody. And so you have to seek out a treatment plan that works for you. Um, Don't be stupid. Don't not seek treatment. Um, But also seek that social support. It's really important. And when you're seeking treatment, make sure that you find a doctor and a provider that you can have a conversation with. Um, for myself, I did everything holistically for for the first decade. Um, and that worked really well for me. Medications weren't very good, you know, we didn't have options then. We have lots of options now. But I still do a lot of holistic things. I meditate every single day, I do Reiki, I do massage therapy. Um, And all those things are really important, but I mix those with my Western medicine at this point, you know. And so know that there are alternatives. Know that you should be informed. Um, Read everything you can get your hands on, but don't believe everything that you read. You know, a lot of people, when they get diagnosed, the first thing they do is they get on the Internet and they find some crazy person that says, you know, HIV doesn't really cause AIDS or, you know, all these other things. And it sets them on a bad path, and they don't get the treatment and care that they need. So um, seek out that social support and, you know, start making your plans and and see yourself being an old person. Visualize yourself every day at 80, and and that's really important.
1: That's right. No, I I agree with you 100%. And, you know, other things coming out of the I AM chat room, people are talking about the great advice that you just gave from Harvey's question. And, and you know, people are really getting touched by you, so I really hope they go to your website, straighttalkwithkathy.com, and, and check her out. Listen to her show. Her email's there. You can find her Facebook and Twitter all there. Everything to find about Kathy is right there. Um, there's videos there. Actually, I saw a couple of interviews with you. Um, there's just so much out there that you're offering to people that people really need to go and, and check it out. Um, Kathy, thank you so much for coming on and sitting with us for this hour. Um, I've learned so much, and I'm sure our audience has as well.
2: Well, I sure appreciate you guys having me, and uh, this has been a lot of fun, and you know, you guys are doing great work. I'm so impressed by your website, and I'm so happy that there's a place that people can, in rural areas and places where they have no access to anything else, can find your site and find that support because it's just so important. So, thank you guys for all the work you're doing. Oh,
0: well, thank nice you, so Kathy. Much,
1: Kathy. You have a great night.
2: You too. Thanks a lot, Bye, honey. Bye, Bye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And
1: now get out
0: of your car. Okay. <laughs> 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 Bye.
1: And you can find more information, again, uh, about Kathy and her podcast at com, and that's Kathy with a C. Uh, she's just wonderful. Oh, it wonderful.
0: is Kathy with a C. Why didn't you tell me that when I, like, posted it in the in the thing?
1: Oh, I didn't see it. I was posted in the chat. So, I mean, I I, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I mean, the show was so educational and so well-needed to hear, you know, our long-term survivor female come on and really talking and offer hope to, you know these newly diagnosed women and and men, you know, who are just learning about how to cope with their diagnosis. So I I, I applaud it and I I think it's great. Um, next week I am excited about a whole bunch of um, things coming up. We do have uh, next week's show coming up is uh, who is next week? Why am I not finding my next week? Why am I forgetting who is on next week? Jeremy, I don't
0: know. Why are you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm totally drawing a blank here. Give me one second. I'm like totally drawing a blank. Oh gosh!
0: Day. Well, while you're figuring that out, I just want to say that the AIDS walk for the House of Mercy was this was yesterday, and it was beautiful. I posted um, a couple of pictures of the banner, and it says "Pause I Am" right on the banner from where we've sponsored, and it was great. So um, it, it was lovely. Great.
1: Okay. So next week, uh, Sunday, we'll be yes. speaking with. Uh, Justin B. Smith from Justin's HIV Journal He's going to come oh, on and talk about his Oh, Justin's going to kill book. you. Yes, I have a secret. It was a mistake, whatever. It left my mind. And then uh, the following week we'll be speaking with Larry Frampton about HIV and aging. I'm um, really excited to have Cowboy Larry on. Um, Justin is going time.
0: to kill you, Robert. All right,
1: forget it. So for more information <laughs> on uh, Jeremy the Funny Guy, you can uh, find him <laughs> at PositivelySpeaking.com. That's Positively <laughs> with the thing. For more information on me and past episodes, you can find us on iTunes or you can also find us at com. Jeremy, have a great night.
0: Hey, you too. Have a great week.
1: And thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Bye.